One of the historic expressions in the tribes of humankind is that of the scout, the one who goes ahead, usually a, a male, not always, who seeks the direction of providence. That person is seeking sanctuary, refuge, a place upon the firmament of the earth's soil upon which they might set their foot and then the next foot and the next and the next through the journey of every breath of their life and that of every member of the tribe beside them. So they often go out ahead and come back and say, the dawn was so clear over that rise, but the rain is coming. The autumn is beautiful, yet the winter is nigh. The spring floods will cause us to have to move our camp up higher until the rivers and streams quiet toward summer. It is time to cut the grasses for weaving baskets. The various birds have begun their journey southward or northward. It's time to cut the grasses to weave the baskets. There are lines from the sacred books of the traditional religious practices of the human race. One of the lines from a psalm in the Judeo-Christian-Islamic world commences with, Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself. So when we are facing the direction of a newborn babe, and I have one in my extended family, a newborn babe, a little girl. Where is their sanctuary for her, for that one to lay her head? And every religious tradition turns to defining the sanctuary which was adequate for stories of their religious history, their cultural history, the places of safe sanctuary for their ancestors and the place of persecution of their ancestors. And so when one being tells their story to another being, we are comparing the safety and the articulation of the anguish, the scarring, the remembrance that it was not one. We could partially find our way home. And what's profound at this time upon the earth is for one to find one's way home, one needs to be willing to allow sanctuary for another being to find their way home also. And then we commence a civilization. I note profound argument in the media isn't that person canceled? How about that nation? How about that nation's leader? How about that woman? How about that woman's relationship with her doctor? How about the doctor's relationship with her? How about that nation against that nation? How about you against me? What do you think? You want to fight? 
And the scout goes through that breath-to-breath argument seeking sanctuary for you and you, for you and you. Because the earth is going through changes, as she always does. And there may be one village where a terrible storm comes along the seashores or the Great Plains or the mountains. And a person from one tribe will turn in the direction of sanctuary, realizing that their history and the other being's history were not as friends historically. We weren't friends before. I need you now. I don't know what to do. Or we weren't friends before. Don't expect me to help you. And you know, in the direction of time, I do expect you to help one another. I do expect to help you. I do expect that I am every moment of the breath of this body vulnerable to the breath of your body helping me, helping you. We are one. We always have been. We must realize this. So that as I utilized earlier today, a baby coming to the earth to be born is safe in your tribe, your womb, your heart, your incarnation, and in mine. And rather than our stories historically that are tragic love stories, such as Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, or the Iroquois legend of a young man and woman in the Finger Lakes, where there's tragic loss, two tribes which cannot enjoin one another through this being and that one. Nope, they have to die. One of them's going to die. They're not allowed in my tribe. Oh, they're not allowed in your tribe either. Well, let's just kill them. Who should we kill? You, me, both of us, everyone on the earth, the earth herself? Or in the direction of your next breath and mine, is there a place which is sanctuary, which is expected of each of us to seek and find in you and for you? in myself and for myself, in you, for me, beside you, your neighbor, your kin. When we seek this direction and actually practice embodying this, we start to find the direction of the present moment into the next moment, into the future, is sacred and real and alive and blessed. And you are embodying living prayer. And I am embodying living prayer. And no matter what happens in that next moment, we are in the classroom of the temple of God, whatever we call him, her, that, of the universe, of a secular domain that is the void fulfilled oh, I didn't realize how we were related. I didn't realize that we were that profoundly related. What shall we do now? 
So turning to the direction of the far north or the far south, where the winds blow deeply in the winter or summer months, northern hemisphere or southern, the coldest weather I ever encountered was 60 degrees without a wind chill factor, just 60 degrees Fahrenheit, below zero. And an old Eskimo woman taught me how to breathe. She spoke to her granddaughter. You must teach Elizabeth in, in Yupik because she did not speak English. She put her hands over her mouth and showed with her hands over her nose and mouth how to explain then to her granddaughter, Martha, how I should breathe very shallowly. For 30 seconds to a minute before I went outside and then quietly, slowly, as I normalized my body to such a temperature. She allowed to Martha and her husband, Al, Elizabeth does not know what to do. You must show her. Or she could frostbite her mouth and the very top part of her throat and upper respiratory tract. If she does, she will scar them and never completely breathe normally again. So she insisted that we practice this, and then she allowed me to go outside. She made sure that there was a, a fur ruff close in around my forehead and temples because I have broad eyes and eyelashes. The Yupik Eskimo do not have eyelashes so that they don't get frostbite. The eyes are a more oriental slant so that they can close and not express so much liquid entering such a cold climate. She understood that my nose was much more prominent than the slight Eskimo nose close into the face, that my cheekbones were cut at a stronger angle. We must be careful. Elizabeth does not frostbite her nose or her cheekbones or damage her eyes or nostrils. And I was 20 to 21 years of age. I was taught as a member of the human race how to dwell in sanctuary among the peoples of Alaska. Every breath of my life has been sanctuary from the breath of Martha Neck speaking to her oldest grandchild, Martha Nick, and Martha's husband, Al Kwame. May your life in the direction of the far, far north, or the far, far south, or the very high mountains of our earth, always be protected and blessed and safe in all ways. That you find your way to the kin of all your relations of the human race, and that they find their way in such a blessed manner, so lovingly, so wisely, so pragmatically, so really, everywhere upon this earth, that you may breathe and step every moment of your life and theirs. Then we face the direction of the heat turning to the extreme deserts, great dryness, 
heat. I face this as a 14-year-old in Arizona going the first time away from home on an educational fellowship. And Kenneth Torgerson, may he rest in great peace, that remarkable human being. What a person, what a educator, what a man, what a husband, what a son he must have been, and a father. He created these programs and mentored so many of us in study, in science. And very prominently, we are going out into the desert today. It may be 115 degrees. The soles of your shoes are not adequate. You must go upstairs and get a different pair. And my roommate said, no, no, I'll be okay. And he, he would not budge until she went and got another pair of shoes. She'll burn, you will burn your feet on the desert floor and blister them. We're not leaving until you get another pair of shoes. My roommate was from Indiana. We weren't walking out unless we had adequate covering over our skin, adequate water we were carrying. We were safe in the sanctuary of his heart. Every moment of my life in the heat of the deserts of our earth, the rainforests of our earth, the tropics of our earth, where I have walked in deep heat, I have known how to humbly face the direction. What might I need today beneath the searing sun, the atmosphere, the insects, the hot earth. And so Mr. Torgerson showed us the direction of blessing and honoring the sanctuary of ancestors of all tribes of the heat. Through resourcefulness, unity, seeking a wondrous dream of civilization and harmony among the nations and the nation's scientists and expressions of society, civilization. So I, if I face the desert going to see beloved friends or family, I always take a hat. I could be with someone who thinks, oh, we probably won't need a hat. And I'll think, you know, I'm going to bring one because I have very light skin and I am not that wise about anything. If it's 117 degrees or I'm out in the middle of the sun in a remote area of the world from 14,000 feet in Tibet to the low desert of the Salton Sea in California, there will be a hat, not because I know what I'm doing, but because Kenneth Torgerson set a direction of sanctuary. I turn to the East, the Orient, China, the Middle East, Gaza, Palestine, Israel, Jordan, Egypt, Southern Greece, Turkey, the Stans, the Mongolian desert. I turn to the east and I seek sanctuary. 
Oh, my goodness. Let us see. If I am journeying to a nation I have been to before, what season shall it be of weather? What season shall it be in the hearts of the human beings who reside there? My prayers are caring that a baby is coming. My feet will be walking upon the earth in Pakistan or Kashmir or Ladakh, Lhasa, Beijing. Where is the room at the inn in your heart? Where is the sanctuary of Lao Tzu and Confucius or Genghis Khan? Or Osius Lucas? Where is the place upon the earth where in the heart of hearts of the people of the tribes there, there of the human tribe, welcoming a baby through their own ancestral history with adequate sanctuary that a child from one tribe and a child from another tribe are safely coming at the same time that they might meet as Romeo and Juliet did, but not die, rather realize, oh, we are in the direction beyond Beth, beyond Kenneth Torgerson, yet including them, beyond Martha Nick and her granddaughter Martha Nick, beyond them, yet including them. Oh, this is all we were to practice? Not devouring more earth than you do? Not greed and power, but the material plane is the instrument of grace? That sanctuary might be realized in your direction, from home to home, in my direction, from home to home. Oh my goodness, you have red thread and I have blue. What we might weave together is a blanket for those two babies. Let us pray. Let us practice. This is the direction of grace.